You're listening to WHTT Speaks Out. Each week, Chuck Carlson and members of We Hold These Truths look into events that are, for the most part, ignored or overlooked by the mainstream media. And we analyze these events to get free and periodic updates to this program and our other interesting programs. Be sure to enter your email address in the subscribe to WHTT box on the right side of our website, whtt.org. And now, ready, set, let the sparks fly. In today's WHTT Speaks Out, we're going to talk about a recent development in the Southern Baptist Convention churches. It's more specifically the, the Illinois State Association of Southern Baptists. And they've passed a resolution entitled Resolution Palestinian Church. And so first we're going to start by having Craig read the resolution, and then we want to talk a a little bit about that. Resolution, Palestinian Church. Whereas there are more than 900 churches affiliated with the Illinois Baptist State Association, the IBSA, with more than 200,000 members, the 2013 IBSA annual, and whereas the responsibilities and the purpose of the resolution committee of the IBSA is to make, quote, churches aware of critical moral and social issues in our state, nation, and world, and seek to lead them to become redemptively involved, end quote, from the Resolution and Christian Life Committee role specification. And whereas there are currently more than 8 million people living in Israel and approximately 4.4 million people living in Palestinian territories, that include the West Bank and Gaza, where professing Palestinian Christians are a minority and make up approximately 1.5% of the population, and whereas Palestinian Christians living in the West Bank, Gaza, and Israel have suffered greatly, 1 Peter 4, 12-16, under many forms of social injustice, including restrictions in travel, discrimination, confiscation of property, persecution, and forced conversion. And whereas we recognize that God loves the Palestinian people and has set his affection upon them, John 3.16, and whereas we recognize that God has a special purpose and plan for the Palestinian people and that they are uniquely gifted and created for the glory of God, and whereas we recognize that God desires to have a tender relationship with the Palestinian people to help them in their distress, to provide their need to be a father for the fatherless and to care for the needs of widows in distress, James 1.27. Be it resolved, the messengers of IBSA encourage all members of Southern Baptist churches to partner with churches ministering to the physical, social, and spiritual need of the Palestinian children, and be it further resolved, all members of the Southern Baptist churches are encouraged to stand in solidarity with the Palestinian church, with those who have been surrendered to Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and have accepted God's offer of a pardon. And be it further resolved, all members of Southern Baptist churches are encouraged to pray to God for all governmental leaders in Gaza, West Bank, and Israel, that they might have wisdom and grace as they address political, moral, and religious issues that affect the Palestinian church. And be it further resolved, all members of the Southern Baptist churches 
are encouraged to pray that the Palestinian people may live free from discrimination, including restrictions in travel, confiscation of property, persecution, and forced conversion, and be it finally resolved, all members of the Southern Baptist Churches are encouraged to pray that Palestinian people may achieve peace with all their neighbors that include respect, equity, dignity, and freedom of religion. I hereby certify that the above resolution was adopted by the Illinois Baptist State Association at the 108th Annual Session on November 6, 2014, by Otis Weaver, President of Illinois Baptist State Association. This resolution that Craig just read was passed in 2014, but it was introduced at the recent Southern Baptist Convention this summer, and it was rejected at the convention. Instead, there were two pro-Israel resolutions that passed. And so we want to read the actual presentation by the author, Bruce Kugler, from the Illinois State Baptist Convention conference, and then we're going to discuss it. Why did the Southern Baptists reject this, accept a resolution, two resolutions supporting Israel, while we've seen mainline churches like the Methodists, the Presbyterians, who actually have passed very excellent resolutions supporting peace and justice for the Palestinians. So we think it's kind of interesting, but we're seeing a slight movement, you might say, towards this recognition of the problem in Palestine by some Southern Baptists. And so I'm going to read this presentation made by Bruce Kugler to the Southern Baptist Convention this summer, urging that this resolution be passed. And quote, I want to thank you for the honor and privilege to be able to meet with you today and speak before this honorable body. The Illinois Baptist State Association, which comprises more than 900 Southern Baptist churches and has 200,000 members, passed a resolution in support of the Palestinian people and the Palestinian church. I am formerly a trial lawyer with the United States Department of Justice. Currently, I am a lawyer in private practice in the USA. I am also an ordained Southern Baptist minister and member of the Conference of Southern Baptist Evangelists. Nashat Philmon is the director of the Palestinian Bible Study. He stayed at my home in the U.S. when we were translating and dubbing a film entitled God's Courtroom into Arabic language. During his visit, we talked about what we could do to publicize in the U.S. the suffering of the Palestinian people. At the time, I was a member of the Resolutions Committee for the IBSA. We discussed the possibility of drafting a resolution in support of the Palestinian people and the Palestinian church. I am proud that the IBSA adopted this resolution unanimously. This is a historic resolution because Illinois is the first state within the Southern Baptist Convention to take such action. This resolution has been forwarded to the other states for their consideration. The resolution provides an acknowledgement that Palestinians, including Palestinian Christians, have suffered under many forms of social injustice, including restrictions in travel, 
discrimination, confiscation of property, and other forms of persecution. One of the greatest powers on the earth is prayer. Prayer can change lives. It can change societies. It can change countries. We believe that God answers prayers. Christians have a duty to also pray for governmental leaders that God's hand might be with them, that God would grant them wisdom and discontent. Our prayers are with you as you seek to address political, moral, and religious issues. In the resolution, our prayers are with the Palestinian people that they might achieve peace, but not peace at any cost. There must be peace with Palestinians obtaining respect, equity, and dignity, and include freedom of religion. In conclusion, I am pleased the Illinois Baptist State Association has spoken with one voice and passed this historic resolution in support of the Palestinian church and the Palestinian people. So this is a kind of a remarkable thing, and when we consider where the stances of the Southern Baptists have been, one of the Southern Baptist leaders, Richard Land, prior to the invasion of Iraq in 2003, he and a group of evangelicals drafted a letter that was sent to President Bush stating that a war against Iraq and Saddam Hussein would be a biblical justified war, that they could justify it by their interpretation. Well, we've seen that this was not a just war. It was not even a constitutional war, and certainly that action is unchristlike. So the Southern Baptists have been deceived. So we want to talk about this, Chuck. Well, we wrote a story a few months ago on October 24th, Mainline Protestants Awaken to Their Peacemaker Calling. And in this, we listed five prominent, very large, mainline Christian churches, as opposed to the churches like the Southern Baptist Convention that would be termed a evangelical Christian church by some, or others might call it a Christian Zionist church. But these five mainline churches, including Lutherans, Presbyterians, Methodists, and the United Church of Christ, one more was the Episcopal Peace Foundation, have all come out with these strong statements, which John has already alluded to. And so we're wondering why the Southern Baptist Convention has so much trouble passing a strong resolution about this. And what happened, of course, with Bruce Kugler from Illinois is he managed to get his resolution passed in Illinois, but when he and a colleague of ours reached the floor of the uh, National Convention of Southern Baptists, they were shouted down, and instead, uh, resolutions were dreamed up uh, supporting the state of Israel and basically denouncing the Palestinian people. So our, our big question is, why can the Presbyterians see it? Why can the Methodists see it? And when you get to the Southern Baptist Convention, the same folks who live right down the street, they cannot see this. And, of course, the answer to this question is a question of theology. The Southern Baptist Convention practices what we have come to call neo-Christianity. We don't particularly like the word Christian Zionism because it's an oxymoron type word. And some of the churches that practice this black art actually call themselves Christian Zionist churches. So 
what we'd like to point out is that the Southern Baptist Convention is a brand new church, a brand new form of Christianity, not started in the Middle Ages, not started in the 16th or 17th century with the Luthers and, and the Protestant movement, but it, it actually began just after the Civil War, a little less than 150 years ago, and it was ripe to adopt the new theology that was being pawned off on willing parties at that time, and this has become known as evangelical dispensationalism or premillennial dispensationalism. And we've written about that, and you'll find it on our website under the, the label of Cyrus High Schofield, the Schofield Reference Bible, several pieces that we will uh, allude to in this uh, and, and link you to in this broadcast. Southern Baptists practice a form of Christianity that Presbyterians don't practice. Uh, neither do Methodists. Very few of them do. And officially, they don't practice it. It's not practiced in uh, the Missouri Senate Lutheran Church or the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America. The Episcopalian Church does not practice it. And none of the Orthodox churches, Greek Orthodox, Roman Orthodox, or other Orthodox churches, practice the idea of evangelical dispensationalism. So we have a different theology here, and the Baptists are precluded from accepting the notion that Israel could do wrong by their theology that they practice. And we've discussed this many times along the lines of the questions of Christian Zionism or Neo-Christianity. So if you look up those titles on our website, you'll find all kinds of stories, and quite a few of them go into scriptural areas and discuss what are the differences in Scripture that uh, make the Southern Baptist Convention totally different from the Methodist Church across the street when it comes to war in the Middle East. The Methodist Church can accept it as good or bad based upon facts that they judge. The Presbyterian Church, similarly. And, of course, we have the churches that have long held against wars, the Quakers and others. And so these churches don't have a problem with judging Israel by the same set of standards that they judge every other country, that they would judge, for instance, the Palestinians by, or that they would judge Assad and the, and the, the, the Iranians or the Iraqis by, or any European country. But when it comes to Israel, it has to be judged by a different standard if you are a Southern Baptist. Tom? Well, one of the things that's interesting to me is that the Churches like the Southern Baptists can justify their positions that they hold because they look at these other churches and consider them liberal in their theology. I mean, there's a variety of, in these mainline churches, some would even deny the deity of Christ. So, so there are some aberrant type of theology in that camp. And so sure. they point their fingers, the dispensationalist, and say, aha, look at this bad theology here that we can't agree with, we're right. But, of course, when we know that somebody points a finger at somebody, he's got three fingers pointing back at him. And so you look at this stance for war and this belief wrapped around the concept that the modern state of Israel is the fulfillment of biblical prophecy, then they, in essence, are as guilty as the liberals that they're accusing of bad theology. Tom, let, let me interrupt. I'd ask you to go back and give us a little bit more about this defining statement 
that the state of Israel is the fulfillment of biblical prophecy, this being the, the uh, definition of Christian Zionism. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? It's all wrapped around, Chuck, the notion that is kind of our litmus test here as we hold these truths. You can ask Christians this question, and they won't get angry at it. And the question is, do you believe that the modern state of Israel is a fulfillment of biblical prophecy? And the dispensationalists will generally say yes very quickly because they hold the belief that the land of Israel, of Abraham, has been a perpetual land grant to Jews even till today. And, of course, the Jews today have no way to prove their connection to the Israelites. But that belief is so tightly held that it blinds them to the fact that God is not a real estate agent. Uh, he doesn't steal land from one people to give to another, and that's what they're justifying is that God gave this land to the Jews in perpetuity and that there was no problem in taking it from the Palestinians in 1948 and even expelling over 750,000 Palestinians, destroying over 400 villages and what is known as the Nakba by the Palestinian Arabs. So we have this tightly wound belief that is almost unshakable, and it will blind them to their prejudice or even favorable attitudes towards war, as I just mentioned with the Southern Baptists and other evangelicals actually justifying a war against Saddam Hussein in Iraq, when we know even before that there was no justification for many reasons. Well, you know, Chuck and Tom both, as you talk about the theological bent, I mean, obviously, I did the piece on confessions of a former Christian Zionist. You know, I had that theological bent. And so what I'm going to be doing in the, in the next few weeks is put the assumptions of the Christian Zionists or the, the neo-Christians, as we're using that phrase, their theological assumption and you know kind of dismantle those one by one because until those theological assumptions are dealt with there's not going to be any change because they're going to keep coming back well that's what the bible says and that's what the bible says that's what my pastor says he he's a lot smarter than i am i'm just a simple person he knows greek and hebrew and he knows all this stuff and this is what he's telling me so it's got to be true so i'm going to be addressing those things because that is the crux it's the confidence and the faith that these christian zionists have in the theology that's been fed to them by their pastors. So that's what I'm going after. And the first piece I'm going to be putting out is on the, the word forever, what that meant in the Old Testament. And I'm going to develop that. That's foundation, because if you don't understand what forever means in the Old Testament, then you say, well, hey, I'm a Jew. God gave the land to the Jews forever, so it's my land. So I'll kind of deconstruct that in one of the future articles. Thank you, Greg. Well, let me go in back into these gentlemen that kind of been wrapping this up. And these two gentlemen, Bruce Kugler and Jamal Bashara, both pastors in the Southern Baptist Convention. And Bruce Kugler, while he was there at this convention, he was asked a question. And he led this charge for the Illinois Resolution at the National Meeting in St. Louis. And Mr. Kugler was asked, quote, why did the SBC pass a resolution in support of Israel? Question mark. Now, the SBC is the Southern Baptist Convention at this huge 
convention they have where 20-some thousand people attend. And Bruce Kugler, a Southern Baptist, replied, what is important to understand is that each Southern Baptist church functions independently and can accept or reject policies or positions of its leadership, especially on political or non-core biblical interpretations. There was vocal opposition on the floor of the convention. Many Southern Baptist Christians have a distorted view of Israel. Many have never taken the time to study in depth what the Bible says about God's righteousness and love for all people, and they do not understand the dynamics of the Palestinian and the Israeli conflict. There is a lack of education. It is also unfortunate that verses from the Bible are often taken out of context by a vocal minority to support a political agenda. Speaking about this happens in the Southern Baptist Church. In these few words, Kugler explains the air of dispensationalism that makes the Southern Baptist Convention a neo-Christian and not a traditional one like the several denominations that have passed resolutions in support of the Palestinians based on human rights considerations. He could have summed the air up in one line. Most Southern Baptists still believe that the state of Israel is the fulfillment of biblical prophecy. Obviously, parenthetically, not every Southern Baptist is a Christian Zionist because Mr. Kugler clearly understands that they're being led by false theology. But he, like Pastor Bashara, has stuck it out inside the Southern Baptist Convention and attempted to correct what's wrong with their churches. And we owe them a great debt of gratitude for doing that. Well, yes, Chuck, and I think this kind of points again to our award-winning documentary on Christian Zionism entitled Christian Zionism, The Tragedy and Turning, because we're starting to see the turning in our mainline churches, and so this could very well be a turning in the evangelical churches. The Southern Baptist is one of the larger evangelical denominations, so we're seeing some glimmering signs of hope here that there is going to be more and more awakening to the false theology of what we call neo-Christianity or Christian Zionism, PMD, premillennial dispensationalism. All right, well, I hope we've given you some food for thought. Thanks for listening. If you like this program, please let your friends know about it and our other thought-provoking podcast. And be sure to visit our website, whtt.org, for a wealth of information on Christian Zionism and other critical issues that we face. Also, at whtt.org, you can watch for free our award-winning documentary film, Christian Zionism, The Tragedy and the Turning, Part 1. Join us in our efforts to wake the town and tell the people. Start small, think big, and press on towards the straight gate.